welcome back to the Thrillers by the Book Club podcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Olivia. And we are so excited to be talking to you today about thrillers. And hey. we have two guests. It's a new record. Not just one. It is a record. Tell us yeah. all about it, Olivia. Okay. So you know how like since you and I started talking last year, Chelsea, I basically have not shut the hell up about this Thriller Fest conference? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I do. Well, guess who we have here today? We have oh. the co-directors of Thriller Fest, the premier oh. conference put on by the International Thriller Writers Group. And I'm so excited. Our first guest is Jeff. He is a, um, Jeff Ayers. He is an author a librarian, a book reviewer, the mayor of Thriller Fest, his Wait, first book. <laughs> sorry. One second. Thriller Fest has a mayor. Is that real? It, it's he's the unofficial yeah, official it's title. Hat. Please, I hope you have a hat. I, no, unfortunately. I wanted one, but no. <laughs> he may be gifted a hat at this year's Thriller Fest. That's so what I'm thinking. Have to just come and see. <laughs> if you have a hat, we will bring you a, a hat. It won't be cute, but it'll be a hat. I, you have to have right. one. It's going to happen. I love it. <laughs> so let me tell you, let me tell you about Jeff. His first book, The Voyages of Imagination, the Star Trek Fiction Companion, was published in October of 2006 by Pocket Books. Since then, he has written several fiction and nonfiction works and was a book reviewer. Forget this, Chelsea. The Associated mm-hmm. Press, Library yeah. Journal, and Booklist. And he oh, currently yeah. reviews and conducts interviews for Criminal Element. Um, <gasps> love. Yeah. So, and he recently retired from his position as a public research librarian. And I mean, if this guy, if you're not busy enough, Jeff, oh my gosh. So on top of this, now you're, you are writing a book series with John Land. It's a national park thriller series for Minotaur books. And the first one, Leave No Trace, comes out in spring of 2024. Um, Yeah, that guy sounds good. Who is he? (laughs) No. no, it's John Grisham is what I'm hearing. <laughs> um, the first book in the series I'm writing with John Land, we're calling it Die Hard in the National Parks. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> Die Hard in the National Parks. I like it. We're, That's not the title. About, yeah. Let's That's talk right. about the die, the die Hard element. Can we just – is so like Die Hard the movies. Yes. Um, think of it as it's not just like, oh, there's a dead body in the park. No, we're talking a conspiracy mm. to take out the entire park system. And I'm not spoiling Whoa. anything by saying on page three of this book, we open with the Statue of Liberty being blown up. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Yes. Yeah. So wait, okay. is this a Christmas book then? Because Die Hard is yes. a Christmas movie. Thank you. That is. It is. Yep. We agree. You are in the right spot here. Listen, we also have another guest with us today. Christiana Mason is the co-executive director of Thriller Fest, um, and she has been supporting Thriller Fest and ITW for seven years. And when she isn't in the thriller world, she is utilizing her mergers and acquisitions background. I love the corporate love here. uh, Background (laughs) to help businesses become more profitable, both organically and inorganically, and make a bigger impact. Welcome, Christiana. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be talking about thrillers and all Yay. the fun stuff. Okay, a quick question for you, Christiana. How many times a day do you say synergy? <laughs> Too many. Circle back. What about circle back? Let's oh, put a thousand in times. Circle back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if like, you want to do consulting bingo with me and you sit next to me all day, you're going to win. I was in a meeting yesterday and the guy who was leading it said synergy like 15 times. And I was like, if this was a drinking game, I'd be dead because it's just <laughs> <laughs> Pick a different word. Did, did um, he have wow, a definition cool. of so, the word? I'm just curious. Oh, no, no, definitely not. He used it in all types of ways where I was like, um, I don't want to be that person, but that is not what synergy means, probably. That's what I thought. <laughs> so you're just like, I don't think that word means what you think it means. No, he loved it, though. He kept saying it, and I was like, um, I have to go because I don't like this in any way. You're like, Ugh. <laughs> um, Oh, well, I'm so excited for you guys to be here because I'm like, the, I'm the biggest Thriller Fest stan um she really is. person in the I really am like I won't stop talking about it it was the highlight of my year last year I literally have spent the last like months planning for what I'm gonna do for for when I go this year so I just want can you guys give us like tell everybody from a non-freak out fan point of view what is Thriller Fest why do people want to go there like what's so cool about it I'll let you go first Christiana okay 
Thriller Fest is amazing because it has something for everyone. And by everyone, if you're a thriller fan, aspiring writer, a best-selling author, industry professional, all of those things, all of those people are going to have something at Thriller Fest for them. So there's panels with best-selling authors, um, craft fest sessions to learn the craft of writing, cocktail parties to network and meet some of your favorite authors, and people that you're in the trenches with who know what it's like to be an aspiring writer. Um, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of things for everyone there. Amazing. Yeah. Jeff, what would you add that I um, forgot? I would add that if you're a fan of reading thrillers, this is the place to go. And I say that because we don't have a green room or anything like that. So you can wander the halls in between sessions and you bump into people like Michael Conley, Robert Crace, Robert Dagoni, Ken Follett. It's just the people who come to this conference and are just open to just chatting with you and meeting and getting signed books. It's it's um wow. It's definitely the place to be. And we get to ask this a lot is why do you keep it in New York? Well, the answer is the business is in New York. So Mm -hmm. if we moved it somewhere else, we wouldn't be able to bring even a quarter of the amazing people who come every year. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I'm super excited to go. I mean, I've never gone before and I'm going this year for the first time as a reader. So if you guys want to hang out, come find me at Thriller Fest. Um, Because I think it's going to be fun. I think it's like, even just as a regular reader reviewer, I think it's a really cool way to like interact with the people that you're reading. And it's also a great way to discover new authors. Yeah. I can't tell you how many books I come home with from new authors every year because I'm I'm a reader. Uh, So it's incredible. You're going to have a full bookshelf. That's for sure. (laughs) Yes. The Mysterious Bookshop um, that's in New York, the oldest like mystery bookshop in the in the world, I believe. I could be wrong with that, but um, so they have a a room there. They have a store there, and I think I went in that that room. I would say at least six or seven times. I came out with at least one to two books every <laughs> single time. I mean, I probably spent forty five dollars shipping books home afterwards. That was a good use of forty five dollars. Okay, yeah, I, I thought so too. On like just eating lunch, so you made yeah. a good choice. <laughs> yeah. Note to self, don't bring clothes, just bring an empty suitcase for books. <laughs> oh, here's a uh, here's another real actual note to self. Look, if you're going to ship something home, do not wait until Sunday because um, the UPS in the actual or the FedEx UPS in the hotel is closed on Sundays. As I found out when I went down to do that last year on Sunday and I was like, oh God, how am I going to get all these books home? Because I don't have any more room in my suitcase. Wait, what did you do though? Um, I ended up having to like carry all of these books down a couple of blocks to another well, like FedEx. Said, and you just came back with books and that's it? Wait, say No, yeah, that's exactly what I did. I threw yeah. all my clothes away and I was yeah. like, you know what? I don't even take this laptop home. Like nothing, just mm-hmm. only brought home books. It was very effective way. Sounds of smart. Traveling. Um, yeah. Okay, a question. So how did both of you get involved with Thriller Fest? Can you talk a little bit about your journey to getting involved with it? For me, I was a f- when I'd heard about this um, first conference, it was in Phoenix when uh, ITW, the International Thriller Writers, was created. I had to go. And my library job at the time, I got tickets, got my plane flight, and my boss said, Nope, you can't go. So I was like, Oh, no, 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 no. So the second conference, the first one in New York, I took vacation off a year in advance. To make sure I could go. Nice. And yeah. <laughs> every year at the library was a fight to get that same time off, but I had not missed a single conference since that second one. Because, awesome. because when amazing. you walk walked in there and saw James Patterson, Clive Hustler, and they're talking to me, and I'm like, here, would you please sign my book? You know, it was it was surreal. And the reason I love Thriller Fest so much is because I volunteered, I got to meet these people also in another way because I was helping them. And over time, I ended up starting moderating panels and things like that. And pretty soon, I became the mayor of Thriller Fest, is the nickname I got. So being able to give back and show my love for these authors I adore so much, and now, of course, being a co-executive director, it's, it's a dream. It honestly is. That's awesome. That does sound like a dream, honestly. Christiana, how did you get involved? So when I was 
um, talking with a family friend. She has been a longtime Thriller Fest attendee and had similarly done some volunteering with them and asked if my sister and I uh, wanted to come and work on the staff for the conference because uh, they were looking to expand the team. And she knows that we both love thrillers and love event planning. And so we said, yeah, absolutely. That sounds like such an incredible event can't wait to be there. And it really was. I've been back every year since, um, including the virtual years we did. And it's been amazing. I think similarly to Jeff, it's the people that have you coming back every year. It's not only just the amazing volunteers from attendees and staff who are just so fun to work with all day, every day, um, as we're doing different things around the conference, but every single attendee is just fabulous and so kind and Mm -hmm. you meet so many interesting people because some people have very cool day jobs and then they're writers or they're readers and they also have these unique interests and they're from all over the world so you have the most fascinating conversations with very kind people and it's just a really fun time so who wouldn't want to come back every year (laughs) absolutely i mean i've said this before too like it feels like if you were to go to the Grammys, right, and you were seeing all of these like musicians coming on, you'd be mm. like, oh my God, free. Like, oh my God, look, there's just Lady Gaga just walked by. And that's mm-hmm. how it is for me. I was like, oh my God, Karen Slaughter just walked by. Um, so like it's such a that is such a cool experience. And one thing that I really enjoy from my participant experience is that the authors that are are there are kind, like you said, but they're all like open and they treat you like a peer and there's never like a in never in any interaction did I have with anybody as an aspiring author or as a reader have I had anyone like made me feel small or anything like that or just like why are you talking to me like they're everybody's so nice so giving the cocktail parties Chelsea you're gonna like love it it's amazing great drinks and then you get to like just walk around and like hey you know there's S.A. Cosby talking to some dude about a serial killer that's amazing (laughs) what is my life (laughs) well it sounds like so much fun honestly it just sounds like a good time for no matter what you do just all hanging out yeah absolutely and then the panels you guys have do you guys um have like a little sneak preview of any of the um programming I I wish we could we're in the midst of um locking that down now so I would say in a couple weeks, it should be posted, hopefully. But uh, I can tell you just from the people who've signed up and the awards that were announced yesterday, um, it's going to be stellar. Oh, yes. It's going to be stellar. Yes. So, And you have a, an awards banquet. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, so the awards banquet is basically a chance for everybody to uh, dress fancy and uh, sit around and listen to Mark Greeny, who's going to be our MC, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a lot of fun, good food, and then we give out the awards, and then there's a party afterwards. So um, <laughs> there's a party yeah, every but, night. So at my Fest, my, per, my personal <laughs> fun story is one year uh, Lisa Gardner won best hardcover novel, and she and I were talking out in the hall afterwards and she goes, Oh, could you hold my statue a minute? I have to run to the restroom. I said, sure. No problem at all. So I'm holding her trophy while she runs in and a whole bunch of people came out and said, Oh, Hey, congratulations. So, <laughs> so of course I said, Oh, Hey, it was totally unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I th- thanked her That's later amazing. because I said for five minutes, I was a uh, winner at the, at the awards. And so, uh, I mean, how did it feel? Did it, it was feel amazing. incredible? It was amazing. And then, and then um, <laughs> later, uh, she was stealing food off my plate. So there you go. <laughs> it, it all works, works out. out. Is that is that like your favorite? Is that your favorite Thriller Fest memory? Like, I would love to hear from both of you what your favorite yes. Thriller Fest well, memory Christiana, was. Well, Christiana, did you want to add about the banquet, though? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, no worries. Jeff's story tops it for the banquet. I, I just think that's a preview, Jeff. One of these years, it really will be your statue. Could be it the diehard book. <laughs> and then you'll really be a winner. And the whole yes. night you'll have That'd be the nice. trophy. <laughs> I oh, have well, faith in you, Jeff. Um, you're welcome. Um, the only thing I would add about the banquet is that it's such an incredible opportunity to see and learn um, so many 
good books that you want to read for the year. I definitely mm-hmm. will read um, as many as I can before the banquet, but then I can't wait to finish them up after. So it's an awesome reading list. Um, and I will say I'm super excited to have Mark Greeny do an encore performance this year. He was hilarious last year. So <laughs> it's just an all around good time, like all the other parties that we have. But it's a very special evening, too. It really is. And I will say I noticed on the um, for the awards last year, too, and for this year, for a lot of our listeners, you know, we um, it, it runs the entire gamut of all of the thriller genre, which is really great, and all the different formats that it comes in. And um, I actually saw a lot of books up there that I had never heard of that actually made me super excited, like mm-hmm. um, Amanda J. T- J. Tissa uh, winning for My Sweet Girl last year. I'd never heard of it, never heard of the book. And now I'm like, oh, my God, it's such a good book. So, yeah. Yeah. And now she has other books out, too, which is She really does, cool. yeah. And yeah. they are really good. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Favorite memory. Oh, Jeff, do you have oh one that could so um, <laughs> 2019, George R. R. Martin was a guest. Mm. And I was asked to moderate a panel wow. with him, Lee Child, David Morrell, Heather Graham, and R.L. Stein. Now, you talk about... <laughs> okay. So you're only there with and, legends. And, yeah, no so big deal. And, I was yeah. not intimidated at all. <clears throat> so <laughs> I'm about to go up to start the panel. And George R. R. Martin's representative pulls me aside and says, oh, by the way, you can ask him anything you want as long as it's not related to Game of Thrones or when the next book comes out. <laughs> well, then what are you so, going to ask him so about? I, I'm just going to throw my list so away. I, so, I, so I looked at the publicist and I said, can I ask him about procrastination? <laughs> not <go> over well. <laughs> so... Um, the panel starts, and um, I, I always like to tell a couple jokes to get started. You know, like um, if the Invisible Man is rushed through the emergency room, how long does he have to wait to be seen? Something like that. And nice. And I was telling, you know, the people were laughing, which was great. And then Bob Stein or R.L. Stein pulls the mic from me and goes, "Do not encourage this man." <laughs> <laughs> and so from that moment on like this this is just amazing i had so much fun during that panel <laughs> what a dream that's amazing yes that's like the perfect combination of people to have a good time christiana what how, how about you you said you've been going for you know a long time now what's your favorite ex- memory experience you know i'm trying to pick one favorite because as I'm thinking about it, so many just funny memories are are coming to mind of, um, you know, as you learn different things about the conference behind the scenes. um, And, you know, you just have all of those days as well as, you know, just the funny people that are around. But I think um, this is a little bit of an embarrassing for me, um, but funny story is my first thriller fest ever. Um, And I will say I love reading thrillers, but I don't always recognize authors' faces back mm-hmm. then from mm-hmm. the back mm-hmm. of the covers of their books. This one, though, is, is a pretty big um, whoops. But this very kind, very tall, very famous gentleman comes um, into the office to ask us about one of the panels or some question. Um, so I was chatting with him, super nice, asking him, you know, if he was enjoying Thriller Fest so far and trying to help him answer his question um, and leave. And then he leaves and someone says to me, do you know who that was? And I said, no, but he was really, really nice. And I said, that was Lee Child. And I was like, oh, oh my God. What <laughs> a <laughs> So always look at the pictures in the back of the books is the lesson from that. But, you know, what I really took away from it was he was so kind. I had absolutely no idea he was someone so incredibly successful because he was just chatting with me like anyone else. So uh, I did not feel bad. And he didn't let on or anything like that. So he was very gracious. No, and at least we weren't like, guys, you guys all hate Lee Child, right? Me too. Yeah. <laughs> at least you weren't having that conversation. Yeah, at least it was a good interaction. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, to be fair, so, and it's true, like you don't, I mean, readers, you guys probably don't know what people's, what authors' faces look like either. I know that um, I have it until I, I started doing more of this. But Alifair Burt said that told the saddest story um, on Twitter a couple months after Thriller Fest. She said that she was like walking through a hall and she overheard two people talking about going to a panel and it was going to be Alifair and I think she was interviewing somebody and I can't remember who. And they were like, 
oh, I don't care about either one of those oh. two people. And, and she was no. just like, oh. <laughs> and to be fair, like, that's not like a reader's. Like, we say whatever we want to say, right? But then you got to know, like, that writer oh, might be right yeah. around the corner. <laughs> that is a characteristic of reviewers, I think, is that you're just reviewing. You're just, like, consuming yeah. and responding and – I think it, it's important to remember that these are real people. These are authors. Like, this is literally their career, their life's work. And, you, like, to so flippantly just be like, yeah, whatever. I think that that's something important to remember because, like, you can you can control <laughs> the way you say things. <laughs> yes. You, know? you don't have to love every book. But I think it's important to value the time and effort that went into writing the book, at least. Yeah, definitely. But that was like, I mean, it's a sad story for her. I do feel bad. But I also think it's a kind of a funny story of like, I know that that would not be unrealistic for me to do something like that, to be that person of just be like, oh, no, I don't care about going to that. Like, I, you know, um, I'll just say I, I would have no idea who Lee Child looks like. I know he wrote Jack Reacher. That's about the extent of what I know. So. If, if you watched the show that was on Amazon Prime, he's the guy in the restaurant in the last episode. Okay. Yeah, well, the, and they walked. The characters walked know. by each other. I love Aww. when they do that, like a little bit of cameo. I think that's so fun. Like, does um, Stephen so King but, do that for everything? I think he does. Yes, he does. And there's a couple other people that do it too, where you're like, "Aha, there you are, just <laughs> being there." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was gonna say. So, uh, do you both exclusively read thrillers, or are there other types of books that you enjoy? I would say I read. Um, a wide variety of books. I read a lot of thrillers, which I love, but I also do read um, a lot of nonfiction books. Um, I enjoy those, and I feel like they're they're awesome for the non-thriller um, part of my life uh, for learning with businesses and um, and just um, different topics there. So I do really enjoy that uh, as well. I uh, cool. I will yeah. read nonfiction and history. Um, I will read books that are related to researching for the novels I'm writing with John. And I'm a big Trekkie, so I read all the Trek novels. And, um, <laughs> and boy, how do I say this? Um, I really love cozy mysteries. The more cats and pies, the better. You know what, exactly Jeff? how you say it. Yeah, I love that for you. So opposites here, but love I mean, that. I love pie, but not in my book. Yeah. I do love to consume pie. I like to pat cats, but just not in liquor. No, I'll, I'll read the book while eating pie, then I'm very happy. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, fair. Yes. <laughs> Any book is better than Agreed. pie. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, we're kind of like other side away from cozies here. Yes. We have, yeah, I mean, we're we're pretty like, much in like the more dark and twisted, the better. Uh, I want to be yeah. traumatized. <laughs> yeah, I, I consider cozies more like a palate cleanser. Fair, that's fair. Okay, well, um, it's been so great talking about Thriller Fest, but I am going to move on to Pub Day because we've got lots of stuff to do. And we've got more books to look at this week. So today is Tuesday, April 4th. And it is pub day for quite a few books. I've got um, two I have a deeper synopsis for and then um, just a handful more to tell you all about. The first one that is being pub today is A Cruel Light by Cindy McMillan. Um, we also have Before We Were Innocent by Ella Berman. And The Soulmate by Sally Hepworth. Yay! Yeah. And then a couple... You just read I that? Love it. I, love, I just read it. I loved it. It was... Really good. I loved it. I think so Sally Hepworth actually kind of airs more towards the cozy, in my opinion. Okay. Just more light and more, um, like, not as dark themes. But this one was, I mean, it still was, but it had a little bit more going on, which I really liked. Nice. And this is, April, isn't this April's book of the, um, Thrillers by the Book Club book? Yes, it is. So everyone yeah. will be reading it in April. I'm super excited to hear what everybody thinks because I think for people who like Olivia, who like really dark, it's not going to be that, but it also is a little bit complex and dynamic, which I think people will enjoy, hopefully. Love that. And that's always, always great for a good book club discussion. Right. Um, okay. So a couple other books that we have coming out today. The next one is You Should Have Known by Rebecca Keller. This is a grieving grandmother turns to murder in, in her um, debut mystery Wait, that explores the bond. The, yeah, a grieving grandmother turns okay. to murder. 
in a mystery book that explores the bonds of family and the grudges we refuse to let go. Okay. Get it, grandma. Grandmother. Yeah, I, you know, I'm actually kind of real interested in that. You should have known that. You should have known. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See what you did there. Poison. That's all I'm saying. If it's not poison. It's going to be like, um, you know, have you ever read the book, um, the An Elderly Lady's Up to No Good? Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's going to be like that. Either that. I mean, it would be amazing. But then also, what if it was like total opposite and it just was like super twisted? What if she was just, yeah. What if she was like a very aggressive, like kung fu, like just <laughs> in the throat, but she's like a very fit grandma? Yeah, I love it. I love Fit Grandma. That's what we're <laughs> we think is going to happen in this book. <laughs> yeah. All right. The next one is "You Know Her" by Megan Janet. Um, this is Killing Eve meets Sharp Objects in this lush, savage Southern Gothic about two women, a fledgling murderer, and the cop hell bent on catching her. Mm. So mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, the last two, After He's Gone by Catherine Bulger Hyde. And the tagline is, I know my husband is dead. I just don't know whether I killed him. Oh. So <laughs> Charles and I were law students when I fell for him. He was handsome, charming, sure of himself. And he does, and he deigned to look at me. We had a dream come true courtship, wedding, and honeymoon, all orchestrated and paid for by his wealthy parents. Then he brought me home and I woke up. 19 months and a baby later, I'm standing in our pristine living room looking at Charles lying in a pool of blood. I don't remember how I got here. The police are bound to think I killed him, but I didn't. Did I? Mm. Yeah, Mm. I want to know. I want to know what's going on there. Okay. I mean, the phrase dinged kind of threw me off a little for a second, but we went back. (laughs) Um, It reminds me a little bit of how things you do in the dark. Um, Oh, yeah. Okay. By Jennifer Hillier, that's the vibe yeah. right now. Yeah, like what you know what? That's here. true. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, love it. And speaking of that, uh, Jennifer Hillier's that book, um, "Things We Do in the Dark," was nominated for two awards at yep. Thriller Fest. So, congratulations yeah. to Jennifer! Yay! Okay. Last one is Dirty Laundry by Disha Bose. The tagline is, she was the perfect wife with the perfect life. You would kill to have it. Sierra Dunphy has it all. A loving husband, well-behaved children, a beautiful home. Her circle of friends in their small Irish village go to her for tips about mothering, style, and influencer success. A picture-perfect life is is easy money on Instagram, but behind the filters, reality is less polished. Uh, Mm. Enter Mishti Gua. Oh, I'm sure I like butchered that. Sounds that. right. That sounds great. Yeah, right. Uh, Sierra's best friend. She welcomes Mishi to her inner circle, being unlike the other mothers in the group, discontent in a marriage arranged for her by her parents back in Calcutta. Mishi now raises her young daughter in a country that is too cold among children who look nothing like her. She wants what Sierra has, the ease in which she moves through the world. And in that sense, Mishi might be exactly like the other mothers. Then there's an earth mother, Lauren Doyle. Born, bred, and the butt of jokes in their village. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 12. I don't know, I guess. (laughs) Um, With her disheveled partner and children who run naked in the yard, they're mostly a happy lot, though ostracized for being the singular dysfunction in Sierra's immaculate world. When Lauren finds an unlikely ally in Mishti, she decides that her days of ridicule are over. Then Ciara is found murdered in her own pristine home, and the house of cards she'd worked so hard to build comes crumbling down. Everyone seems to have something to gain from Ciara's death, so if they don't want the blame, it may be the perfect time to air their enemy's dirty laundry. Mm. So it sounds like a lot of, like, gossip. I feel like this, to me, I'm getting, like, Real Housewives vibes Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with a dose of murder. Right, like the hunting wives, sort of. Yeah, right, right, right. So I'm into it. Love it. Okay. Well, congratulations to all those authors and listeners. I hope you found a new book to pick up this week. uh, Very exciting. So, okay. On to my book. Yeah, let's do it. Is The Villa by Rachel Hawkins. Oh, that's such a beautiful cover. It's gorgeous. I don't know what it is about bright colors, but they really get me. Like, well, especially because so many thrillers are dark covered. Like, it's black or dark blue or whatever. And one colorful one. And that one, I'm always like, yeah, I have to. I have to read it immediately. <laughs> so, yes, the villa has a beautiful yellow yellow cover. 
Um, you've seen it. You know it. It came out in mm-hmm. January, January 3 of this year. And you probably know her from books like The Wife Upstairs or Reckless Girls. So this book is about Emily and Chess. Not Jess. Chess. Like C-H-E-S-S. Just saying. Okay. They Chess. are childhood okay. best friends that have grown apart. They're both writers and Chess suggests a writing trip to Italy. And Emily's like, yeah, obviously I want to do that. Yeah. I want to do that too. I'll just jump right in on that. Right. Yeah. Please. No, wait, no, too soon. Too soon. No. Wait, okay. Okay. Never trip. mind. I don't want to go. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, you do because it's Italy, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's why I want to go. Hello. No, because the house that they're staying in, Villa Aceras is a beautiful, beautiful like mansion, but it has a dark past. So back in the 1970s, a former rock star named Noel lived there. Um, and he brought a group of friends to stay there in the summer, which ended in a murder. So that set in motion a chain of events that led two girls who were there with him, Mari, Mari and Laura, and they both become famous. So Mari writes one of the most famous horror no- novels of the time, and Laura composes a platinum album that was, both of these are sparked by the brutal murder. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yes. A lot's happening, and Emily starts to learn about the villa's past, and she realizes there's more to what happened back in the 70s than she originally thought, and she starts to think that maybe there's clues in this house that will help give information on the case uh, long ago. Um, This sounds amazing. Right? And she's yes. a writer. So she's like, detective, writer, yeah. it's, okay. it's so good. Okay, so setting, Italy, villa fancy romantic dark so good the characters emily she is a cozy mystery writer um and she's going through a lot so when chess says let's go on this she's like yes of course chess mm-hmm. is a non-fiction writer who's kind of like one of those drink water and your skin will be perfect type people uh, um yeah you know okay like, <laughs> those kinds green, yeah these three green juices will make your colon extra pretty one of those <laughs> Yeah, you know. (laughs) So she's that. Um, And so that's chess. And then back in the past, Mari um, is the girl who is uh, the writer and she wrote the horror novel. And Laura is the one who composed the platinum album. They're sisters. And obviously they're both in love with the rock star Noel. Mm -hmm. And But Mari has a boyfriend, Pierce, who comes with them. And then there's also a second guy, Johnny, who's an aspiring musician who's there as well. So five people in the past, two people in the present. They all kind of meld together, which is exciting. Do they, do they, sorry, do they, um, do do everybody's point of view or those all the characters' point of view in the book? No, the main points of view are Emily and Mari. Okay. So you have one in the present, one in the past? Yes, exactly. Okay, got it. Two writers. So cozy writer, horror writer, present Got it, okay. And this book, I believe, was inspired by the Manson murders. That's the vibe Mm. for me. Um, Okay. And also the summer that, um, you know, what are Percy and Mary Shelley were at the castle when they were writing Frankenstein. So it was that kind of um, setup which I thought was really cool. The story of Emily in the present was very interesting. The story of Mari in the past was very interesting. And the fact that they were tied together with all these different art forms and passion, I thought was great. So uh, trigger warnings, drug abuse, and child loss are the two trigger warnings for this book. What worked is I loved the 70s lifestyle that they described about Noel and Mm -hmm. Pierce and Johnny and Mari and Laura. Laura. Um, It was really fun. The setting was great in the villa in Italy the right it was kind of set like a writing retreat which was really fun and I thought it was interesting to to read about in kind of a different way Emily was a really good character she was someone that you want to succeed which I always like in a book when you like the main character so that was nice 
What didn't work is did not like Chess as who was the other friend. <laughs> did not enjoy her very much. Ending, you know that was gonna be my guess based on the way you were like, no, her name is Chess, not Jess. Right. I was like, I was she didn't like, her. like. I can tell. You know, I can already I, tell she's out. Yeah, no, I mean, first strike, Chess. Second strike, she's like yoga to help you. Blah 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 blah. And I was like, no, 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 just no. Everything <laughs> no for you. Um, also, the end was not satisfying because in my opinion I think the ending had a lot of potential to show women empowerment and it did Mm -hmm. the opposite so instead of showing women empowerment it showed like women who are just giving up and don't really want to um I don't want to do any spoilers but it's just women who they could have been strong and they were weak which really frustrated me because I was like okay opportunity but regardless four stars really enjoyed it similar books are nice girls by Catherine dang we were never here by andrea bartz and her dark lies by jt ellison okay okay Mm -hmm. um yeah so you're definitely making me want to read that um i really struggled with um the first uh the wife upstairs so i've been very hesitant to pick up other ones and so hearing this review makes Mm. me like okay i'm ready to give it a try again i'm ready to go i think you would like it because this one isn't a retelling like the wife upstairs yeah yeah that i don't i don't know why that one it just i don't know just didn't hit for me but i think that this one sounds fabulous i also love i'm going back to the cover again i love that her covers are on a theme like, you can tell you're picking up a Rachel Hawkins book. Yeah. Because yeah. of the way the covers are, which is pretty cool. So cool. Love it. Awesome. All right. Um, Christiana, do you want to tell us about your book? I would love to. So the book I'm going to be talking about is Cold Deceit by Toni Anderson. It was published December 20th, 2022. This is the second book in her Cold Justice Most Wanted series. Um, All of her books in the Cold Justice series uh, can be read as standalones, but they'll reference characters from previous books. Um, So highly recommend the whole series, um, but I really especially loved her most recent book. So um, Zoe Miller is a forensic anthropologist, and she's working with a team of anthropologists in the Sonoran Desert in Arizona. Mm, And their mm. goal is to reunite uh, unknown deceased with their loved ones resulting from unsuccessful immigration attempts oh my gosh okay yeah so already right you're hooked yeah already like I'm so hooked (laughs) yes (laughs) and then she stumbles across a recently deceased female body um, very different than um, what they typically find with clear evidence of sexual assault and this discovery unleashes a very deadly and dangerous chain of events our other character is Seth Hopper. So he is on a secret assignment uh, as an FBI HRT operator near the U.S.-Mexican border when he is redirected to a rescue mission um, of kidnapped U.S. citizens. And that's the be- only the beginning, and the danger does not end there. These are the two main characters. Um, so Zoe Miller is the forensic anthropologist, and she does have another identity that is revealed pretty early on in the book, which makes for a great additional layer. Super important question, is her secret identity Seth or no? <laughs> no. Right. I love that, like, Chelsea's like, I'm already solving the book now, just, like, right now. imagine the two main characters are one ca- – like, I'm obsessed with that. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I would say probably that's not the uh... – the typical Tony Anderson book, but okay. I really love that level of twist. <laughs> so the book starts in the Sonoran Desert in Arizona, um, which is um, also in California and Mexico, but where they are is in Arizona. And then the books moves to Virginia. So I think overall, this book is in my mind typical Tony Anderson in that I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love the plot. I think she does a great job of all of her books in her series. They're unique, and she does a really good job of getting into the location, having great details around um, all of the characters and just different plot lines. But I think it's very compelling. So I'm reading it, and I just want to keep reading, and I don't want to put it down. So typically, I try not to start these books at night. Otherwise, I'm not sleeping. <laughs> yeah, um, been there. Like, lessons learned. Yeah, so... <laughs> 
And I will say very satisfying ending. And that's very typical of, of her as well. So it's just end to end, really love her books. Um, and again, love that they're all very unique too. So that's not just about this book, but in general. But I thought this one had a really um, extra special, unique plot line that I really enjoyed. So I would say, um, oh, just a quick call out for some trigger warnings. Mention sexual assault, murder, kidnapping, and violence. Typical of the thriller genre, but um, it's not all completely dark, too. I wouldn't say it's the most twisted. I'd say it's um, probably in between the most dark skin twisted and cozy mystery. So Okay. Good here, like middle um, of the road. Yeah, that's a good spot mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I would give it all the stars. I couldn't have devoured it quicker. So <laughs> Yay. Um and some similar books I will say, obviously, is her other books in the Cold Justice series. Um, There's a lot to choose from, and they're all really great. You can pick and choose any that especially catch your eye. Concrete Evidence by Rachel Grant. That one's also great and along a similar vein. And then I would say The Killer Instinct series by Cynthia Eden, I think also um, would be enjoyed by people who like this book. Can I just tell you how freaking excited I am right now? Like, I've never heard of this book. I've never heard of this author or the the similar ones you said. So, like, my TBR just got to grow (laughs) quite a bit. I'm super pumped. Um, And I just, like, did a quick Google search while you were talking. And it looks like this is an FBI BAU series. Like their behavior analysis. Yes. yes the, yeah. the cold justice here. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mm. should have definitely mentioned that. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down for that because like criminal – I mean criminal is my favorite show ever. But this sounds like right – and there's – she has like eight books. Wow. Good. Yeah. I love it's, that. I hate when you read a book and you're like, wait, where's the next one? I love when there's so many you can just binge. It's exactly. amazing. And her research too is so good. I feel like I learned so much about BAU, FBI, psychology. And then one this first spinoff of the Cold Justice series is the Negotiator series, the one before this Most Wanted spinoff. And it's so interesting. And she gets so into all these strategies for negotiating that hostage negotiators used at the FBI. That so, is so cool. just that alone was super cool. So all the books are great, but that's just something really interesting about that that subset of books. I think there's five in that in that spin-off series. So she's yeah, she really does a great job of bringing a lot of really cool things into her books that are well researched. Yay. Cool. Um Jeff, would you like to tell us about your book? Yes, I would love to. Um so my book is Drowning by TJ Newman and yes! it comes out on May 30th <laughs> of this year. And I got to read it early and that's the advantage of getting when you're a reviewer for like library journal and stuff, you get stuff early. So that's one of the reasons so I cool. love it. <laughs> love reviewing. Yeah, I mean, like, you really have a dream job, I'm not going to lie. So, So, um, if you're not familiar with T.J. Newman, T.J. Newman was a former bookseller and flight attendant. And she would write when she was on those long flights where nothing's happening, you know, the red eyes cross country or even overseas. And her first book came out in 2021, and that was called Falling. And so, so you both know about falling. Um, okay. Oh yeah, that iconic oh. cover with the airplane and the. Lo- well, this cover mirrors. Yes, it that does. One, right? It does. Yeah, doesn't it? I thought yeah. so. Yeah. So uh, for for those who need a refresher, falling is uh, about a pilot who gets on board and is ready to take off, and then receives a message from criminal who basically says, "I've kidnapped your family, and the only way um, you can keep your family alive is if you crash the plane." And they're like, oh, okay, that's that's kind of a cool way to start. Um, so um, Drowning is, honestly, it's better. This is even better. Oh I absolutely love this book. So the so think of it this way. A flight takes off from Hawaii, and within seconds, the engine catches fire. And the, uh, and the oh plane crashes into the water. But but oh instead God. of uh, you know the captain Sully on the Hudson who saves everyone, yeah, the the true horror really begins. It deteriorates rapidly, and people who get on the flotation rafts from the exit doors, let's just say gasoline burns on the water. We'll just leave it at that. And so there's a few survivors left on the plane, and the plane sinks. And oh my gosh! <laughs> so. <laughs> This is like 
all the oh, worst fears exactly. about flying. Like I'm exactly. not afraid of flying, but this, if I have like, these are the fears, this yeah. is it. Okay. So, great. Way to go, TJ. So, <laughs> of course you think, okay, it's going to sink to the bottom of the ocean. Well, they happen to be above an area where there's a ridge. So it f- sinks just enough. So it's like hanging on the ridge. And oh. so, <gasps> like, like in like under yeah. the ocean, like it's like one of those like giant cliffs where it goes down like 50. Yes. Feet so it's, it's basically dangling there. And with the few, with the few oh people God. on board, they realize they're slowly running out of air. And the longer they're there, they um, realize the plane is going to eventually kind of tip and fall into uh, the abyss. And so it's, one of those books where you follow the people on board the plane who are trying to survive and figure out how to keep the air from, uh, you know, dissipating. And you have the people above, including um, one of the characters. His name is uh, Will Kent. He and his daughter are on the plane. His ex-wife is on the surface and she's an engineer and she's trying to figure out how to rescue them because any scenario that they come up with on the ground or on top of the water is going to knock the plane into the abyss. So they have essentially less than two hours to save everyone. And the book actually takes place over the course of those two hours. It's, it's tight. It's the fun thing is it it reminded me a lot of um, those disaster movies from the seventies that Irwin Allen did, you know, the Poseidon adventure and towering Inferno and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So that fun level. And also since she knows her planes really well, she does a really great technical dive, like a Tom Clancy novel, but, but not over the top Tom Clancy where, you know, like, okay, (laughs) do I really need to know how many gears are in this? No. Yeah. Seven pages of describing (laughs) an airplane. Um, (laughs) A good example of a Tom Clancy. I was listening to an audio book and it was abridged. And I was driving, I was driving from <laughs> Vancouver to Seattle and it's a little over two hour drive. And I left Vancouver with a nuclear bomb going off and I arrived in Seattle when the bomb stopped exploding, abridged. Oh so, my gosh. So, so nothing like that. <laughs> nothing like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, good. So you good. get a real great idea of how the whole elements of a plane are designed just enough to know, oh my gosh. This is uh, this is scary stuff. So anyway, um, if you have an issue with flying, or if you're afraid of drowning or deep water, or if you're afraid of fire, uh, those would be my triggers. <laughs> <laughs> or the claustrophobia, yes. because when you said they were underwater in the plane, running out of, like, I was like immediately, I could feel my anxiety. Went, <laughs> like, oh my yeah. god, because <laughs> when they're when they're dangling inside the plane you watch the water level slowly rising too so yeah it, it, it's it's okay. it's this book is already yeah, stressing me out it's, yeah. it's amazing and it should win awards by the end of the year okay that's awesome that is awesome wow okay that was falling drowning no, drowning drowning yeah. by tj falling is her first Newman. book this is drowning okay. and this comes out 30th. may yeah. 30th mm-hmm. you said yeah Very um cool. and the cool cover as you mentioned and i cannot wait to see what she's going to pull out of her hat next or out of her plane i guess <laughs> all the plane horror books pretty yeah. much so yeah i mean flight. that's definitely tapping into like specific fears yeah. if you read yeah. it while you're on a flight i would uh, have a question about you <laughs> yeah right good to know all right well thank you for that um okay i'm going to talk about my book and i yeah. thought this book was very timely because of our guest today i'm oh, so timely. excited Oh, good. So t- it's a perfect time to talk about it. It really is. It is. I am talking about I Didn't Do It by Jamie Lynn Hendricks. Mm-hmm. This is coming out on May 23rd of this year. It is 312 pages. I don't know how long on audio yet because it's not out yet. And um, this is a thriller. And this book is about a murder of a mystery writer at a mystery writer conference. That what? Is. <laughs> Crazy. So meta. <laughs> so um, Murder Palooza is a mystery and suspense writers conference um, in New York. I don't know where she would have got this idea, right. Jeff I mean, and Christiana. You said it was called Thriller Fest. Is that what? No, Murder Palooza. No. Oh, well, <laughs> but <that's> yes. <laughs> 
Disclaimer, um, if you come to Thriller Fest, you won't get murdered probably. Okay. No, I feel like you're probably safe. Don't worry. Yeah, Murder Please is the only place where murders probably. happen. Probably. 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 Uh, yeah. prob- pro- probably. Who can say? Um, so, best-selling author and industry darling Kristen Bailey is found dead in her hotel room, and some of her fellow authors are the prime suspects. Um, and so, we follow a handful of authors at, as an anonymous social media account taunts them to confess um, their different secrets, and the suspects find each, um, themselves turning on each other to help solve who's behind everything. They have to figure out who the killer is that's targeting them, or if it is one of them. So, I had so much fun with this book. Just because, you know, I love, I love thriller writers. I love the whole conference idea. I love, like, I love the whole concept that a thriller writer was murdered at a thriller conference and that the suspects are thriller authors. Like, yes, like, I want to eat this up. Um, I really, I thought the characters were pretty dynamic and each one was very distinct, which was fun. Um, so there's Mike, who is a once industry darling, now struggling to get his agent to even pitch his book for him. He's older and he's trying to bring the luster back to his career. Then we have Davis, who's the new industry darling, who's getting all the attention from agents and editors and readers and film. And his book isn't even released yet. Everyone's falling all over themselves for this handsome, charismatic man. Then you have Vicky, who is a debut author whose book is up for this prestigious Murderpalooza Thriller of the Year award. Um, and she's dating this hotshot development editor and is struggling to get her agent to pay attention to her because her agent's like way more interested in the other dude, Davis, who they like share agents, which I think was really cool because you got to see a lot of the behind the scenes of mm-hmm. how agents work with multiple authors and how editor like publicists and all of these things work. It's really mm-hmm. fun. Then there is also Suzanne, who is a starry-eyed, aspiring author who is out of her mind in excitement to meet all of her idols, especially Kristen Bailey. Um, And she has an agent, but she's seeking a publisher, and this is her big opportunity. So there's this social media account, and it is an actual Twitter account. It's Mpalooza Next to Die. It'll be in the show notes. Um, and it's sending confer- the conference into a tailspin with these cryptic tweets and like accusing each other. So they're all like all these authors are and industry people are on the hashtags and they're like, you know, who killed Kristen and blah, 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 blah. And then this like account comes in and is like, ooh, maybe it was Davis. Ooh, maybe it was this chick. Um, and then everyone's like, whoa, how does everyone know like our secrets or whatever? Which is so that was fun. What I really liked is that Jamie Lynn Hendricks has a really incredible way of tying together a story. I've read several of her books. And they all kind of have a multiple POV view point of uh, the. They all have a multiple um, character POV, and this book had that same kind of snap and mystery um, for me as it could be anyone, which was her previous book. And as I was reading it, I literally thought this. I was like, this author feels very modern day Agatha Christie to me, except extremely funny. I laughed out loud several times. I found the book to be an upbeat suspense that moves quickly, and it kept me guessing the whole way through. I didn't see the end coming, um, but I enjoyed it. It was like definitely an ending that was uh, would subvert expectations. So yeah, said in New York, there's really no trigger warnings. It's a it's a murder mystery. That's that's well, it. Which no, is. I- I disagree. I think adultery or an affair would be a trigger warning okay. for some people in this book. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. I think that might be a trigger warning or um, there was something else that I thought of too. Oh, me- stalking. Like men- There's a stalking situation. Yeah, yeah. Stalking, like mental health, possibly. Like there's a couple things that could be triggering. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's not, it's um, not like graphic or gruesome though. It's not graphic or gruesome. Like this is a really good, I would say this is a great entry um, for someone who's looking to get into thrillers, who really likes a suspense story, who's maybe interested in the um, the book industry and kind of seeing some of those behind the scenes, like how do authors act with each other? I had a lot of fun reading it. I definitely... Um, I'm like embarrassed to say this, but I identified a lot with Suzanne, who is like a hot mess of a character. But like, I understand where she's like starry eyed. She's like, oh, my God, I love this person. I love this person. And I was like, I totally relate to her, except I'm not crazy. (laughs) It's a good characterization of someone being impressed by their idols and people that they, you know, have only read about. And now they're coming to face with in real life. Yes, I would yeah. agree with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I I had a lot of fun. I rated it five stars because I had a good time with it. And it was so like, I just, 
connected so well because of, you know, how much I love Thriller Fest. So books I said that were similar were And Then There Were None by Agatha Christie and It Could Be Anyone, Jamie Lynn's mm. uh, last book too. Great. So, so that was uh, – a quick uh, insider knowledge about this. Uh, the imprint that's publishing that book is Scarlet and that happens to be Otto mm-hmm. Penzler's publishing company, which is Murder Mysteries Bookshop, who's also going to be our bookstore. Yes. So – yeah. So cool. That so is so many cool. ties that, in. Yes, it all connects, which I think that's awesome. So the bookstore has a p- little publishing situation. Is mm-hmm. that right? Mm-hmm. So cool. What a dream. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. All right. Great. So there you go. <laughs> um. Well, that wraps it up. Thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast today. This was so much fun. Thank you yeah. so much for oh, having us. Oh, it was a pleasure. Yeah, a thanks. It's going to be very exciting to meet you both in person at Thriller Fest this year. I can't wait for that. Yes. And um, Jeff, where would we go to find you if, if anybody wanted to find you or your um, your books or anything about Thriller Fest? Why don't you give us some direction? Um, well, I, well, first of all, um, I'm in witness protection. No, seriously. Um, <laughs> okay. Seriously, though. Um, yeah, I'm, okay. You're John Grisham in witness protection. So I've learned a lot about you today, Jeff. And that was like a previous conversation, an early conversation we had before we started recording where he said that's his name. So, yeah. You can find me on Facebook or Twitter. I'm in the midst of trying to get a website developed. Um, I, nice. I figured it's about time. So I should have that up and running, hopefully, <laughs> by Thriller Fest. We will see. And of course, Very you can find cool. me at Thriller Fest. Come say hello. Fantastic. And Christiana? Probably the best place is also Thriller Fest. Um, and as a finance nerd, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, feel free to reach out to me there or Instagram yeah. or Twitter. Also on those two, but love LinkedIn. <laughs> that is fantastic. And uh, Thriller Fest, can you remind us when, they, when it is again this year? It's May 30th to June 3rd. Yes, and May 30th is your... But you don't have to go through the whole time because, like, Chelsea, you're coming for the actual, like, Thriller Fest end, which starts, what, June? First. First? Okay. Yeah, so – and early in the week is other, like, really craft-focused stuff, right? Like, Masterclass, Craft Fest, Pitch Fest. So if you're an aspiring author and you want to come out and – uh, learn how to write mysteries and thrillers, or you want to pitch your mystery and thriller, this is a really mm. great place to do it. And I'll also- I was going to say, the reason that. I said the first is technically that's the end of Craft Fest Pitch Fest, but there's an opening reception at 6.30 on Thursday the 1st. So you want to make sure you get there okay. for that, because that's a huge shindig. And then the conference for Thriller Fest itself with all the panels starts Friday morning. Yeah. We will be there. And for anyone listening, our Thrillers by the Book Club pod will also be there. And so if you want to connect with us, if you want to jump on the podcast for a little and chat, we'll be around. You'll see us because we'll be very loud. And so you'll notice us probably. And if you don't, then stalk us on the internet and see what we look like. And then just come up to us and say, hey, I'm your new best friend. And we'll say, yeah, you totally are. And it'll be a great time for Wherever you see security hanging. That's exactly what's Wherever you see security hanging. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's going to be great. Yes. Yeah, please. I mean, do. If, seriously, if people are, if you're going, I'd, I'd love to meet people there yeah, in person. Emma. Meanwhile, I think Chelsea and I will also go be starstruck <laughs> as we're wandering around and meeting. Um, I think um, I'm going to be like Christiana in this where I have no idea what anyone looks like. And I'm going to be like, hey, what's up? Like, I've had like, so many of those moments where I'm just like very embarrassing and then it's like, the head of my company, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it to me all the time. So I've embraced it, and it's going to be a good time. In the yeah. moment, though, it's great because there's no nerves whatsoever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only after the fact you're getting after nerves. Oh, oh absolutely. It's part of I'll, let you, I'll let you in on a couple secrets. First, everybody should have a name tag. So mm, that's um, helpful. That is very helpful. Take a look for that, and second, be amazed. Because not only will you see authors you know, you'll see names like, I don't know who that is. And then you'll find out later, like, oh, wait, that's the head of Random House Publishing or something like that. You never know who's mm-hmm. going to be wandering around. It's pretty that's cool. What we want. That's going to yeah. be a good. Time. I think that's awesome. Is there like name tags for special people get like gold name tags or mm-hmm. no? No. Everybody- <laughs> <laughs> like VIPs? Is that what you're talking about? What do you mean special people, Chelsea? <laughs> I mean, like, if I should know who they are, I want to know who oh, they okay. are. Like, highlight their name and be like, look, this 
this every, this is Lee Child. You better know who this is. Every, everybody would want that then. So no. Right. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, no, that's fine. Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. oh my gosh well it's gonna be a great time i'm really looking forward to this event um and it'll be one of it's actually the only second time chelsea and i will have seen each other in person so that's gonna be fun um oh, we'll be hanging out yeah it'll be a good times but uh if you um have any questions about thriller fest or writing or want to talk about writing or reading thrillers um you can find me at olivia day writes or on my new website oliviadaybooks.com and you can find me at Thriller Book Babe on Instagram, and you can connect with us on the podcast at Thrillers by the Book Club Pod on Instagram or at Gmail. Yep. That's all. Come That's to all. us. That's the end. Um, yeah. Yep. Okay. Hey. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much. Bye.